When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Black Lotus Podcast, man. This is a very good episode. It's one of our regulars. Nothing a part of the music series, you know what I'm saying? But I'm here today with my brother, co-host, Josiah Jacobs. And my brother finally got himself a mic, so all the audio is going to be 4K Crystal HD clear. Wait. I just, need, punk <laughs> I just need y'all to know that for some of the episodes that we're going to release later, our audio is not going to be as clear because we got a lot of <laughs> older stuff to release. But on this one, it's going to be nice. And for future ones that me and Michael do together, the audio is going to be nice and crispy. I know how y'all like it. We need to make this, you know, a good listener experience for y'all. So, <laughs> And I've been had this mic for a minute. I've had it for about a month now, but yeah. we finally get to use it, so that's cool. Facts, 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 facts. So, today, you know, I thought it would be perfect just to say happy birthday to one of our biggest idols, or I wouldn't even say idols, but one of the icons in our lives. Happy birthday, Uncle Larry, or belated birthday, Uncle Larry. Oh, my God. Um... And so today we just gonna play Uncle Smoothies, my playlist for him. Wait, we gonna start wait, off. Wait, Mike. I just want to say that I don't even know if this podcast could happen without that boy Larry, bro. That's facts, bro. I, I, I really want to say that. Like, we're probably t- we're gonna try to tag you, and we really want to get you on the podcast one day. We just gotta get a little bigger first. But um, this podcast probably would never happen without you, bro. I, we appreciate you. It's not no fanboy shit, you know. We got our own shit going on, but you know, we'd like to take out, you know, some time to say thank you to the people who really, who who really made us who we were. So, but like, for real, thank you from the bottom of our heart. But like, I want to elaborate a little bit on it. When awesome. let me let me let me let me put them on with the first song. Uh, we realized that this song was a bop bop bopper, like for real, for real. Today, or he realized today, but I, well, I know, no, no, I knew it was a bop. I'm just saying, I've been playing it a lot recently, you know, because I just can't stop playing it. But you can play it, I, I, it, it. This song for everybody who's listening to the podcast right now is called Always One More, Port of San Francisco. Let's get it. I'm gonna tell you some real motherfucking games. No, just listen to me, listen to me. 
You know, man, the game is no different from men on drugs, you know. Once you win, it's hard to leave. Hey. You get addicted to the fast money no matter what. It's crazy. I ain't pimped in a minute. I've been all on the road. And every real P, no, you can't do both. Baby, ain't shit free. Yeah, the game is so. Numbers, <laughs> bruh, bruh, Michael, bro. Attention for show, I'm getting money. Get money. But I always want more, more. Shout out Uncle Larry, man. Shout out Uncle Larry. But let's get into this podcast. Wait, but like the real topic. Wait, wait, huh, before you get into that, wait, turn the music down a little bit. I just wanted to say that the reason I said that about Larry in the podcast is because when I was like deep in the grind in May yeah. and June, <clears throat> I when I was really starting to put a lot of stuff together in my life, I was listening to his music a lot and. It's just very motivational when he talks about, you know, stuff like getting money and working hard. One of my life, Thanks. one of my life quotes now that I use a lot is keep going, you know? I noticed, I noticed. And that's... And you know, the, the, whole, the whole stay consistent thing really came from him as exactly, well. Exactly, bro. You know, because we really try to stay healthy on the punk rock. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> we, like even the whole, the whole healthy movement, bro, stuff like that is... Like it's it's more than rap to me, you know. It's just not just rap. It's really a lifestyle. That's why I said yeah. that, you know. It is. It, it's a lifestyle at this point. We trying to stay healthy on a punk rock. We trying to get some money on a punk rock, and we trying to, you know, damn near fuck on a punk rock at the same time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know. So, really, what we gotta say is like the whole inspiration of you know, you know, just just the just the P Funk movement, you know. It, it, he he opened a door into the P Funk movement for us, but um, honestly, just the type of shit that he's on, you know, and the way he's, you know, the six hustles he's on, the, the way he's getting money, he, the way that he's, you know, carrying himself on a day to day basis, stay clean with the old with the old school fits, you feel me? Facts. You know, with the old school whips and shit, you know what I'm saying? With the bucket hats, always stay. Always have to always got the fresh white tees on and shit. You feel me? I ain't. Let me tell you a story real quick. As soon as I heard four for the fifteen, bro. After I heard about that shit, bro, I caught me a whole fresh pack, whole fresh pack of white tees for the first <laughs> time in my life. I had never washed just straight plain white tees, bro. That same day, got me some off top. Off top, hey, I, hey, it came, it came, e- it came easy, it came easy peasy, lemon squeezy. You feel me? The, the white tees is the move, so most definitely, bro. <laughs> that same day we went on a hike. <laughs> very peaceful. Peak. Very peaceful. <laughs> very peaceful. <laughs> you feel me? Yes, sir. Bro, so yeah, bro. But thanks, Uncle Larry. Real unk, turn 30, you know what I'm saying, and many blessings to you. But, on to the podcast of the day. 
Um, today's topic, uh, we didn't really have a topic, but I, I really just called Joey today and I told him, I feel like my ideology has changed so much since the beginning of this podcast. And I want to occasionally do episodes like this just so, you know, as I said, like this podcast is, is not just for the listeners, but it's, it's a testament to how far I've grown in life and if something were to happen to me, something that my kids could listen to to find out who their father really was. Um, it's a testament to those historians who, if we somehow blow up, you guys could hear where we started from and where we are now, you know, or where we go in the future. Um, but yeah, I, I just feel like my ideology has changed so much and I just want to give you guys like a, you know, a clue on to what, what's really going on in my mind. Not necessarily my next moves because, you know, I like to stay, I like this, I don't like to stay too secretive, but you know, I don't like for everybody to know exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, bro, I, f- I feel you, I mean. I think, I mean, when we first started doing this in late July, or well, just for the whole month of July, but we've we've gotten a lot of new information since then, and that's just a part of life, you know. And our perspectives have changed in certain things, and that's and that's all right, you know. You gotta you gotta keep growing. You gotta keep expanding the knowledge that you're getting. You gotta keep. And you gotta be willing to change your beliefs too. You know? Yeah. If you if you are presented with something that can change your beliefs, you gotta look at it and really think about it like, is this true? You know? And if it is, then you gotta accept that instead of being in denial about that. Facts. A lot of time we don't wanna if we hear facts for the other side, we don't wanna we don't wanna switch over. We kinda act ignorant, you know. Facts. Hey, wait, Mike, is that burnout one? Of course. No, that's burnout three. Oh, good. <laughs> yes, that burnout three. That that Jay Worthy. Another 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 P another another P Funk legend. Oh, you know God. what I'm saying? Be always be he I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put them all in yet. They ain't ready they ain't ready for that Jay Worthy. <laughs> that Jay Worthy. That P Worthy. They not ready, bro. Same. But like uh, Michael, Michael, uh, what about your ideology has changed? That's a good question, bro. Like, I feel like I really didn't know much in hindsight. I still don't know much, you know. But I feel like you know I could talk about a lot more things now. Um, before I didn't understand anything about polarity. I just thought. Coming, coming into the podcast, I was really red pill raging. Um, to those people who don't understand what red pill raging is, I'm not gonna really make this a red pill podcast. But um, those who un- who those who get put onto the red pill go through a, a, a period of time where they just are mad at whatever they didn't understand, and they're mad that the thing that they didn't understand didn't tell them their true nature. Whether it's uh, when it comes to politics, history, women. Um, in my case, it was women. But um, I was just raging. Uh, I was very messy with my behavior. And, uh, you know, 
I did a lot of greasy things, but now I can say that I am a grown man. Or I'm not gonna say I'm a grown man, but I'm a, I'm growing into a man that I respect. Um, not saying that I didn't respect myself back then. It's just more of a thing where it's like I aspire to be a certain person, and I see myself getting into that groove. So, um, let's talk more. Wait, you know, wait, in, I, out, of, out of code. Wait, what are you I wanted to talk about your point. I think, I mean, when we first started our podcast, we was both red pill raging. I, I think if you, if you, if you look at the titles of some of our earlier episodes, white knights, bro, bro, the general, bro, that that episode is still funny as hell today, bro. I don't give a damn. That episode is hella funny. But a lot, of, but, but a lot of y- y'all is not gonna see that one. Y'all is not gonna see that one. That one is in the deep vault. That is on my spam account, and you will never see that shit. But like, <laughs> but like, bro, the the red pill rage. You know, it's a stage of it's a stage, bro. You you, yeah. you gotta go through it, and you you did some things that you probably regret doing. You know, I never get anything, but, but I have learned. From but it. like you, you have like you know, it's things you want to do now. Yeah, for sure. You know? would never. It's things you even think about doing that shit now. Exactly, bro. And I think. But it had to happen, in order for me to be the man I am now. Exactly, it, it had to happen, bro. And that's the thing about all this stuff. You gotta, yeah. You gotta make mistakes to in order to grow. It's something I saw is like, I really think about it more now. Like we humans are built to learn from their mistakes. And Thanks. like we, we we never truly learn our lesson until we make a mistake. Like, bro, I'm not even gonna lie. A few nights ago, bro, I damn near almost died, bro. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> you got to tell this story, like, bro. You got to tell bro, this story. I damn near almost died, bro. Because so I was driving home from work, bro. It's like eleven o'clock, bro. Yeah. I was trying to. I was. I was texting somebody. I was trying to send a voice message. And I was, so I needed to get, I needed to get over to two lanes, get over two lanes in order to get off and get on my, uh, get on the uh, other side of the freeway. Yeah. And there, there's like a barricade that, 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 um, splits it. One side goes to the Bay Bridge and one side goes yeah. to my house and that's two opposite directions. So I'm not yeah. trying to go on the Bay Bridge, bro. I'm trying to go home, <laughs> yeah. bro. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I look up. And I am not in the lane that I need to be in. I'm two lanes, I'm two lanes uh, um, away from it. And I look back, bro. I took a leap of faith and I freaking swerved into that other lane. And I almost hit the barricade, bro. I almost hit it. And then the car behind me was honking for like 10 seconds, bro. I got damn near almost hit that car, bro. And I was thinking, bro, I'm like, bro, I could have died right here. I did not know where I was going. I did not know what car was behind me. I just knew I had to get right there. And I, bro, I for almost died, but it's a mistake that I had to learn that Damn, I am not. Bro, that's, wait, hold on a second. That's deep. That's deep. You said, you said, I did not, I didn't know what I was doing, but I knew I needed to get there. That in itself is just, that's a testimony right there. For all my Christian folk, that's a testimony. That's a testimony of 
perspective of God, and that's a testimony of just life. Sometimes you just have to put yourself in a position, no matter if you have to force it or if it's given to you. But you gotta get to a place in order to, to succeed. You gotta get to a place where you know you gonna have to you gonna have to make some decisions where you know they might be a little rash, but you are gonna get through it. You know what I'm saying? Not if you are gonna die though. Because <laughs> yeah. I bro, I, mean, I damn near bro. That that stuff could have been really <laughs> bad, bro. I that would. I was wrong. I was wrong, Joey. My my fault. My fault. I didn't even cut you off. That was burnout one. Yeah, bro. I knew that. Cause I've been playing Burnout One a lot lately, and I that sounded like Burnout One, but um, yeah, bro. And I'm I'm not like now when I go to work, I'm staying in the lane that I need to be in the entire time, like ten minutes before I'm switching into that lane, bro. And it's a mistake that I needed to make, but I'm I'm glad it didn't end in my, I didn't I'm glad it didn't end in my demise. Yeah, but you know. That's how it is sometimes. I'm, I mean, I'm so glad I'm here. Yeah, uh, me too, bro. I mean, but uh, talking about yeah, that's a, that's an interesting story for you because I, I had I had a similar experience. I almost pipped this week too, bro. It wasn't even my fault, bro. This, this car cut me off. But anyway, um, it, it was it was a whole lot, bro. I'm not gonna tell that story on the podcast though. But um, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, like that's a testimony to. Just, just, just faith in yourself, you know, and, and just faith in God, and honestly, you know, just having to put yourself in certain positions that you, that you know, you have to, you know, you have to get through. Um, I know that was, I know that's kind of a, a, a fit, you know, it was out there a little bit, you know, the how I related it, but it's honestly just a testimony to how my ideology and my mind is moving lately. Um, I'm trying to connect dots that are there. Um, while reading this this book that we've been reading, bro, it's just blowing my mind. Reading the ways of the superior man. Honestly, I read the ways of the superior man, and that's honestly damn near a Bible in my life now. Because I see everything on a polaric spectrum. For those people who don't understand what a polaric spectrum is, everything has masculine and feminine energy, no matter what it is. For instance, you go to the store, right? If you're nervous to talk to the checker, that's some feminine energy. If you're bold about talking to the checker, that's some masculine energy. You know, you're out there, you know. Um, whether it's, you know, you being timid, you being out there, that's masculine and feminine energy. So, uh, I've been seeing everything in, 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 in this polaric spectrum, and it's, 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 it's honestly like Neo in the Matrix, bro. I just be seeing shit. Like ones and zeros. I was telling you about this shit the other day. But um, that's one part of my my, my thing lately. Just dealing with the people I've been around. I've just been and, and honestly just uh, just been you know in the store just like looking looking around at people. I'm just like, huh? You acting like a you know real feminine person or. I respect your masculinity, or I don't respect your masculinity because it's a little too macho for me. You know, it's un- unnecessarily macho. Um, then a cold t-shirt, but um, it's so funny because I would talk about you know the macho macho versus the divine masculine and why and why divine masculine. Uh, is better than Macho Macho and why Macho Macho will always lose to Divine Masculine. But 
it's not that type of podcast. It's more about talking with our ideologies. Is how do you feel like your how do you feel like you've learned uh, about or learned from is a better better testament uh, or a better articulation um, articulation. Uh, wow, articulation. Yeah, articulation of your word, of my words. How do you feel like that has? Uh, man, how do you feel like that has benefited you? What do you What do you think you well, learned? Well, what do you think I've learned? Well, yeah. just so y'all know, me and Michael are both reading the same book. It's called Black Rednecks and White Liberals, and we've also I have read The Way of the Superior Man, just like Michael has. I do need to read it again. Um, when I read it, it was about it was last summer. Um, I definitely went through some different things since then. Uh, but that book was very instrumental in my growth. I recommend that you should any that man, any man should that. any man should Honestly, read that book. Honestly, anyone, anyone should anyone should read that. Yeah. Women should as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's facts. A, and honestly, to those to the sages, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, brother, but I, I actually really want to understand this before I before I go off the ledge and start, you know, spewing some things that I'm, I I don't know. If there is a book out there with uh, that talks about the divine feminine, uh, please let me know. Please let me know. Hit me on Instagram. Hit hit my phone number. Uh, just, just, just let me know, cause I really want to read that book. I'm just not educated enough. Uh, everything that I know uh, is from everything I've experienced, which is not uh, very positive. But um, you know, uh, other things. But, but I do really want to know what is the divine feminine supposed to truly look like before I, you know try to place, you know, certain theories uh, and try to validate certain theories that I have. Mm-hmm. But what were you saying, bro? I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> well, basically, I was just talking about, you know, every man should read that book. Yeah. And for black rednecks and white liberals, I think every black person should read that book. Because, I mean, a lot of a lot of black people might not agree with everything in that book. Well, I wouldn't say agree, but they aren't used to the ideas in that book. And I think that we, a lot of the time, when we talk about political ideas and stuff like that, we usually only get one side of the coin for the most part. And people don't tend to hear both sides. And yeah. this this book written by a black person so far has been a brilliant book. And Max. like you were saying, this this book is kind of like a red pill. You know, it's kind of it like is. seeing the truth. Yeah. And I look at society a different yeah. a different way. I look at yeah. those around me differently. And I'm not even I'm not even halfway through the book yet. Bro, like I, I just reached the halfway mark, bro, and it's it's crazy. Like bro, I just reached it. Like bro, I just be thinking like when black people when we say somebody is acting white 
What does what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything, honestly. Uh, but but like, it's but, I feel like one of the best questions out of that you know out of that you know that train of thought was when a person says they're acting white. What happens when a white person is out here you know acting anti? Mm, I'm not gonna put them on with the antebellum yet. <laughs> but like but. When they're supposedly acting black, do they say that or do they actually say, "Oh, you acting like a nigga"? Yeah, bro, exactly. I mean, I feel like if you ask somebody, if somebody is quote unquote acting white or whatever, or if 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 you describe black tendencies, so if if somebody says, "Then why are you acting white?" and I ask them, "What is acting white?" and they can't explain what that is without shaming black people with without using derogatory terms towards a black person like like if somebody is is speaking proper or well 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 i was like proper in terms of like you know just like this this is i you know we know what proper sounds like okay yeah. i don't have to explain that you don't have if, to explain if somebody is talking if somebody's talking if somebody's and, talking like they have a high iq Saying. Yes, if somebody if somebody is, 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 is speaking like an intellectual. Yes, why why is that associated with whiteness? You know why why is a black person ostracized from his community, from his social standing, from 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 his social group if he talks a certain way? You know, it's just like yeah. why why. Why is our community like that? Well, we understand why, but we'll talk about that on a later podcast. But it's like, it's it's it's, it's messed up because I, before reading this book, and even after reading this book, I still kind of yeah. I still have my my preconceived notions of what acting white is. That's facts. You know. And you know it's crazy because like. While you're reading, you kind of like catch yourself, like in. You catch yourself in these uh, paradoxes, of you know you've been raised around all these things and you've been you know kind of uh, your your peer groups have kind of conditioned you to think a certain way, um, because I remember something that uh, I know this is I know this is a little shocking but I listened to a podcast that Candace Owens was on for those who are liberal that's very shocking shout out Gabby but uh, to those who are very liberal you'd be very shocked to hear this but she said something that was very interesting to me Um, what she said was when you look at a person, damn, I lost my train of thought. What was I talking about before? I, before I said uh, the shocking liberal. You was talking about Candace Owen. You talking about you talking, before talking about the roommates. Uh, before that, before that. Oh. He was. Damn. damn, I can't remember. I can't remember. You don't. You don't remember anyway, what she. You don't remember what she said though. I, I, I don't remember. I remember what she said. I just can't remember exactly what I was getting at. The 
point of that. Well, okay, wait. Say what she said. Say what she said, and then maybe I can help you. People who you know don't really have a family per se, a structured family. They tend to look towards the streets. That's what Candace Owens was saying. She said that people who um, those who are looking for structure, you know, those who are looking for guidance, paternal guidance, they look towards the streets if they don't have it from home. Um, and I found it very interesting that, you know, I felt, I, I felt that a little bit. I look towards my peers, you know, for guidance and look to, to whoever they were looking up to, you know, or looking up to whatever morals they had. Which is why uh, parents should place their kids not only in, you know, have good structure at their house, but surround them and make sure, mon not necessarily monitor, monitor their friends, but, you know, at least know what their friends stand for. You know, but um, I, felt, I felt like that was very true. Um, very good point, but uh, yeah. Uh, another thing that I want to talk about, like, ideology-wise, I realized, man, I'm dang near purple pill. Um, explain. Well, uh, when I say that, I don't mean like, uh, I don't mean like, uh, in a sense of like, not understanding things and feeling like, uh, feeling like some things have exceptions. I'm just, I understand these exceptions, accept these exceptions, but I also feel like, you know, there's nothing you can do about them because it's just, it's just nature. And I accept the nature for what it is and I'm not going to change how I treat people because of that. Mm. I mean, couldn't you still be red pill though? With that, with that mindset. But with that mindset, red pill is you know, knowing the information. I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm not alpha about every single thing. Oh, so it, I am divine masculine. Okay, so in its purest sense, honestly. Okay, so it's like, you you know this information, but you're not gonna act on everything that you know. Yes, precisely. And honestly, sometimes it's not. It's, it's because I don't have the answer to everything, so I sit back and I listen like a smart person. But also, um, I feel like it would be pointless to do certain things because I feel like, honestly, some of these things are just uh, beyond me. Um, now, when I say that, I don't mean like... Uh, fighting police brutality because everybody can have has their part in doing it but when you look at things like uh, solving the black struggle um, talking about the uh, the uh, destructing the whole agenda against the black man I can't do that by myself I, once we get, you know, enough credibility behind that argument, then we can discuss actually trying to 
actively destruct it or destroy it. But until people actually wake up and see that there is a black agenda against black men, I'm not going to act on it. Even though I know that there's agenda. And I can tell people, but not people, but people are going to listen. Yeah, bro. I want to say one thing. Uh, everything. I guess this is dang near like a preview episode, honestly, because we're 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 introducing a whole bunch of you know topics and ideology like in our in 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 this newfound ideology that we have that the podcast just doesn't know about yet. You know, the sages just don't know about this these ideologies yet. But you guys will learn soon enough. Promise. I mean, it's, I don't know, the, the ideology stuff is, I don't know if people are ready, bro. We'll give it to them soft. We're not going to give it to them hardcore. Because then they're just going to think that we're conspiracy theorists. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, bro, it's like, there's, there's some stuff, when you're talking about an agenda against the black man, I feel like it's some stuff that if we really just think about it it's kind of out there in plain sight but every every agenda like for us now that we understand it you know uh it's obviously out there in in the open like look at social media for example it's out there ready for people to see this shit but they just don't have the tools and they don't have the glasses to see it facts facts bro that's a that's a that's a that's a clip note right there I mean, bro. That's that's the thumbnail. It just it makes me mad, bro. Cause some stuff I look at, I'm like, damn, like this stuff is so obvious, bro. But people can't see it, and um, it's just like you were saying, bro. And until our channel, until our platform is bigger, we can't really change nothing right now. Yeah. We can. So we we can make our peers aware. Yeah. But. There's only so much that we can do right now. And honestly, if we're talking about that type of stuff, our platform might not even get big enough because... Yeah, that's true. But I mean, like, we're not going to have... those. Aren't, that's not going to be the only thing we'll talk about. We're, bring, we're bringing on numerous guests, you know, that's going to really put us up, honestly. You know, the, the way that we're structuring it, you know. We're going to have some... We're going to have some pretty big guests coming up. I promise you guys. You guys are going to... You guys... Those who have been day ones, you guys are going to be very excited to hear who the guests we're bringing on. We have an anniversary episode coming up. Uh, and you guys are going to be very excited to hear this one because it's the anniversary of a very special event. Rest in peace, George Floyd. But, um... Yeah. But, um... I want to get on to... You know, let's get away from the political spectrum. Let's get away from the polaric spectrum. I want to talk about the things that we do on a day-to-day basis now that have changed. You know, since the beginning of this podcast. Okay. Uh, I feel like things that I do on a day-to-day basis, I feel like it's fluctuated. For the majority of the middle of the podcast, I wasn't doing the things that I was, but... When we first started the podcast, I was on shit every day. Push-ups every day. You know, and now I'm on push-ups every single day again. You know, eating healthy now. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
there's things that we that we were doing at the beginning I kind of slacked off in the middle and now I'm back on but the reason why the reason being was because when you lack consistency when you lack consistency it's hard to get back into the flow of things so I needed some stability and I needed some consistency so I started it back up started doing 100 push-ups a day and recently I knocked it up to 200 I knocked it up to 150 push-ups and 100 sit-ups so you know my request for everybody my request for of everybody is that you guys find something that you stay consistent with. bro that's that's so real bro um well for, for me personally uh since we first started i'm doing a lot of the same things on a day-to-day basis since we first started what have you improved on yeah, I'll get to that. Um, well, I'm still working out every day like I was in the summer. Um, I'm kind of like obsessed with perfection almost. I've I've reached a lot of the goals that I had. Well, honestly, I haven't. I wouldn't say I've reached them yet, but if I if I looked at myself a year ago, I would be very very happy with with, with where I'm at now. Um, I mean, shit, I was looking in the mirror today, I'm like, I'm proud, you know, I'm proud of myself. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not done yet, but I've, I've worked hard to where I'm at right now, to, to where, to where my body is at. And I'm, I'm very happy about that. But, um, when we first started the podcast, I, see, when I was a kid, I used to read a lot. Um, I read a lot of history books and stuff like that. But as I got older, I kind of stopped a little bit. I still had all the knowledge. I still can talk about a wide range of subjects because of the because of the, the little sprinkles of knowledge that I read in the little fact books and the history books that I read when I was younger. But I kind of stopped. You know, throughout high school, I never really read like that. Um, at least like a book um, that I wasn't for class. And honestly, I wasn't even reading the books for class. I was on Spark. That's facts, I was on Spark bro. Notes and stuff. Interesting fact about me: as smart and as wise I am, I'm not trying to suck my own dick or anything, or, you know, any of that stuff. But um, I feel like I'm pretty smart for how much I have not read. <laughs> My first book I read, like for fun, was last summer. It was called the the as a man thinketh. I remember you. It was a very short that. read. Yeah, it was a very short read, but I was very proud of myself for getting through the whole thing. Yeah. You know, but it took me. And, and another thing that's so funny is that. And in the book that we're reading now is that reading is damn near demonizing the black community. Hey, bro, that's I wouldn't I wouldn't say I wouldn't say demonized, but it's not. I don't know how to describe it. 
I wouldn't say demonized, but I feel like if it's not pedestalized, it's though. it's not pedestalized. I mean, like I feel it's, like I, honestly, I would say it's it's the antonym of pedal pedestalization. I feel like Pedal-a- I feel like sometimes, bro. I feel like sometimes if you tell somebody that you're reading a book and you try to talk to them. They'll be like, oh, damn, why don't you know? I thought you read so much. I, I thought, why don't, you, why don't you know this? You know, they kind of use it. I don't even think it's that, bro. I've seen like, that before. It's kind of use it like a weapon against you. It hasn't happened to me. But, you know, people will be like, oh, you're a fucking nerd or some shit, you know? They'll be like, oh, you're reading a book? Freaking nerd. Or like, oh, that's fucking whack, bro. Like, what are you doing? Are uh, you fucking square? You feel me? Like, like they'll, like they'll, like, like they'll, 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 they'll say you motherfucking easy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you fucking scrub. Like, but like at the end of the day, bro. Like, I feel like intelligence is the main commodity that everybody in the world wants. At the end of the day, they want the they want the knowledge of things. Whether it's you know the knowledge of how to, of of how to get money, or the knowledge of having how to get women, or the knowledge of just having knowledge of keeps of just of just keepsake, you know. Yeah, exactly. People just want it, but they're not willing to put in the work and to get it. Mm-hmm. They don't want to read. They don't want to read history. You know, in order to obtain, or in order to obtain what they want. Yeah, exactly. Cause, Cause you're not the first person to go through half these things that you go through. Mm-hmm. You're not. You're, you're not. At the end of the day, uh, half the civilization has gotten, uh, or I wouldn't even say half. More than half of the civilization that we are in has, has, has gotten half the things that you want. Like for instance, half of the civilization. I don't know. No, if people are ready for this, but half of the civilization that we live in. Was a part of the ten percent at one point. I'm gonna get into that point later on in, in one of our conservative podcasts. But um, also, we will be having liberal podcasts as well. Those just just for those people who are like, oh, they're turning conservative. No, I want you guys to. I want this podcast to be a a a, a spectrum. Honestly, it will be the Black Lotus spectrum. You guys will be able to see our left-wing views and our right-wing views, you know, and the things that are in the middle. But I want you guys to be able to have an open mind. That's how you obtain the most wisdom, by having an open mind. Exactly. But, uh, continuing the conversation about things that I've been doing. Um, yeah, my fault, I cut you off. Yeah, that was a very long cutoff. <laughs> <laughs> Josh was just talking about that. <laughs> yeah. But, um, keep going, buddy. But, yeah, when I first started reading again, summer last year, um, I read The Way of the Superior Man, the book Michael was talking about earlier. And I never, I didn't had that much passion reading a book in a really long time. I was really annotating it, I was underlining things I was writing things in the margins like that's a book that really sparked something inside of me um and reading that book just made me want to want to read more even though I didn't start doing that until a few months later but uh 
Yeah, and then school started. Uh, I was still on my stuff. I had to. I was working out for two hours every day in the summer, but I had to stop that because school. I got I had to cut my stuff to like one hour. Still doing it every day though. Um, but there was a certain point in like September. I was like, I need to. I need to get back on my reading. I haven't. I took a break from this period, man, for a few months because I was still in that red pill rage. I couldn't handle some of the ideas that I was seeing in that book. It just didn't it didn't make sense to me. So I needed to uh, come down from that a little bit. But once I re re uh, I refocused, I reconsider I reconfigured myself. I was able to finish the book. And like we was talking about earlier, I think every man needs to read that book. But um, as I progress, uh, I that that book I was like, okay, I'm gonna start reading a book every month. And said so likewise, I thought uh, did. We both said that thing. The uh, next book I read was Willie Lynch, uh, Breaking the Curse of Willie Lynch, Breaking the Curse of Willie Lynch, The Science of Slave Psychology. That book is very interesting to me because it shows how slavery still affects the minds and diets of black people today. Um, things that we do today that go back from slavery. I mean, I was at the barber today. We was talking about it. Like, black people have never really had a chance to heal from slavery. We we went straight from being slaves to freedom. Who, where, where, where were we supposed to heal? There was no healing. We just went straight to that and passed down our our generation, our trauma to each other. But as I continue, that's, I think you guys should read that book. Um, but then I just started reading other books. And um, a few months ago, you know, I got a job. That's that was, this actually my first job I worked at Safeway. Um, that's something that's been very big for me. Talk about that, brother. Talk, talk, about, talk about the, talk about the plantation a little bit. <laughs> oh my gosh But um It's uh I mean it's cool bro Like I knew I was like Okay I need to get some money I've been doing all the self improvement stuff And now it's time I'm in that stage of it To where I need to start Making my own cash I need to start Doing things for myself Um Luckily my, my uncle was able to Get me a car There's nothing crazy Just a Toyota Corolla Um he got it from. If you see my nigga on the highway, honk the horn twice and say what up, Jojo. <laughs> Michael, you are stupid. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, he, he got a deal for me, so took advantage of that. Got a job. You know, Safeway pays pretty good, so I'm grateful for that. I like I like my coworkers; they're pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that's 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 been a really big change in my life. Um, had to adjust things but the thing i like about it though is that it's made me more structured in the things that i yeah. do in my day-to-day life it's made me i mean i still read a lot but it's made me read more because i know i have to i last weekend i bought like 10 books from barnes and noble i bought hella and i was like i want to i want to read them i want to read them before i go back to howard in August so I know that in order to do that I have to read every day yeah. and with work I don't have time to read all the time so I gotta make time for it yeah 
So it just made me more structured. It made me do things in a structured, a structured manner. Not not like I wasn't not like I wasn't structured before because I was. It's just it's just all like I'm on a I'm on a I'm on more more strict time constraints. So, man, man, in the past year, a lot has changed for me. This is as much as quarantine has sucked. This is I think this has been the year that that changed my life when i when i when i'm old hopefully i make it to old age but when i look back i think this is going to be the year that changed everything for me this i don't know it's like this stuff who i am today i feel like it's always been inside of me and everybody who sees my growth and my change and my progress i feel like you can you can be amazed by it, but yeah. can you be surprised? Honestly, are you surprised? Honestly, I can't. I feel like a lot of people are surprised for the pure fact that they didn't think that you could do it. Mm-hmm. When it when it comes to the physical level, everybody knew that you were gonna hit this, you know, this stride of you know intellectualism. It was just it was just it was bound to happen. I feel like uh, it was the not opposite, but it's the same thing for me. But just like people weren't expecting me to hit this intellectual stride, like people didn't, people never really peeped how you know wise I was. You know, a lot, a lot of all my close friends really knew. You know, like niggas like you and Michaela and uh, Akil and uh, you know niggas like that really peeped it. But I, it's the same for me. Like people didn't, people just didn't know this shit. Right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's uh, I mean, it's crazy, bro. I mean, I still but yeah, but for you, yeah, for sure, you did not expect. I still haven't. People did not expect that. I still haven't seen a lot of people from high school. I've honestly, I haven't seen most people from high school. Most most people from my, I wouldn't say past, because I'm gonna see them in the future. It's just a, it's just a matter of, of COVID, you know, like stuff is, but just like just you know, people from like middle school. High school, even even college, it's people I haven't seen in over a year. They they they're gonna shocked. they're gonna see me. Y'all niggas gonna be shocked. You know, it's. I mean, yeah, you say that now, but but by the by by the time COVID is over, I'm gonna be even, I'm gonna be even more improved, <laughs> so to say. You're gonna be shocked, bro. I'm telling you, bro. Like, bro, I haven't popped out in a minute either. I just wanna like tell people that. If, if you got a goal, just, just do it, bruh. I mean, quarantine is a perfect time. And if you listen to this right now, it's not over yet, bruh. You, you can still do Facts. You can still do that. And she fuck quarantine. Even after quarantine, you yes, can still do bruh, it. Yeah, bruh. Like, the queue motivated me so much. April. Now nah, it was like March 2020. We just got back home from college after being sent home prematurely. And I was at Howard. I was really trying. I was trying to lose weight there too. I was in the weight room a lot. But then we got home. I peeped it. I peeped it, brother. But then we, we got home, and I was like, "Damn, bro, there's no gym. What am I gonna do? How am I gonna do this?" And the kill called me, bro. And I, I was like, "There's no gym. What am I gonna do?" I was like, "I my original goal was I wanted to come home for the summer last year. You know, look, looking good." 
Yeah. But then when we came home early, I'm like, damn, that was my that was my biggest motivation, and I was gone. And the kill yeah. kill called me. We was kill. We was talking on the phone. I told the kill that, and he was like, bruh, you can still you you can still do what you want to do. We're gonna be in quarantine for however many months. You can right. you can still do that stuff. And I will never forget that call because I didn't realize how important it was at the time, but. That call damn near changed my life. It motivated me. So it's crazy how much one... And me and Akil talk so often, but... That was a call that that really changed my life. And if you... If any of you is listening to this and you have a friend... Who who wants to do, make... Who wants to do better in his life. Motivate them. Just, just say that. Just... Tell them that. Just motivate them in some way, cause they they might be at the edge. All they need is one push, and they can do it. Like I posted this on my Twitter back when he was watching Avatar: Hell in the Summer, and um, to this Uncle Iro quote, um, I think he said something. I can't remember off the top of my head, but he said something like, "It is always good to believe in yourself." But a little push from others can be a great blessing. You said it can go a long way, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, it's... We we need that push from our friends, you know? It's hard to do it all on your own. And so I'm talking about Akil again. When we was at Howard, I was working out a lot. We was eating together. And, um... I ain't been at Howard so long. I forgot. And, and, and NX. Um, and he said to me... Hey, Josiah, you been working out, bro? And and I was like, yeah, why? And he was like, bro, I can see it in your face, bro. Like, I can tell you losing weight. And I could see, like, he was he was so happy. He was smiling from ear to ear, looking at my progress. I haven't seen him smile. So that, that type of stuff is like... Like you need friends who feel that happy for you when you're doing better for yourself, bruh. And him saying that to me made me want to go harder. A lot of people think if you compliment somebody on their journey, then it makes them get get content and satisfied. And so people just don't uplift. But that upliftment is so helpful. It makes you want to keep going because you know that you are making progress. And if you know you're making progress, you're going to keep going. In the summer last year, there were times where I didn't know, where I didn't think I was making progress sometimes, and it was discouraging. It, it made me want to stop. Well, I never, I didn't stop, but it made me have thoughts about like, damn, is what I'm doing really, am I wasting my time? But when you see people, when you hear people tell you that what you're doing is working, when they see it, that... That is so uplifting, but yeah, Bro, that's like, basically it's basically what I've been up to the past year since the podcast started, and I'm gonna continue to motivate people just like I do on my Snapchat story, just like I do on my Instagram story, and although I'm taking a break from Twitter right now, just like I do on Twitter when I'm on there. That's that's what I feel like my purpose is for the moment, and just while I'm on this earth, is to uplift and motivate people. Right. So I just want to take it back to the point when you talk about friends. 
you know, how they have lifted you. I feel like for me, it was it was a similar thing, but even more, I don't even mean to be like really selfish about this, but like the one thing that really motivated me was the fact that actually something that you had said. Nobody cares about you. At the end of the day, nobody's gonna give a fuck about you outside of you know yourself. You know, so why why hold yourself back? Nobody's gonna give a fuck. It's you at the end of the day. You're doing the things that make you happy. You are doing the things that are gonna make you the person that you're gonna be. You know, you can't break because if you break, it's on you. You know. And so, during my labyrinth and towards the end of my labyrinth, I just kept realizing, like, one thing that Justin Taylor had said was just, like, you are, this is a one-player game. You, you are, you are, in, you are in player one. You are player one in your own life, honestly. You know, I'm not saying that nobody else matters, but at the end of the day, like, you can't put yourself, you have to put yourself first. You know, when it comes to money, when it comes to, you know, women, when it comes to, you know, school, your purpose, you got to put yourself first. Like, one thing that I realized, I didn't realize during my labyrinth, which I kind of really wish I did, was my purpose. You know, I feel like if I had realized it during my labyrinth, I would have thought about it a whole lot more, you know, and, you know different avenues I can go down, but I, I, wasn't, I, I wasn't able to realize it because of uh, events that had happened literally the week I, I stopped my library. Um, but uh, it was, it was, it's very, it's very uh, mandatory that you find, it's very essential. I won't even say mandatory. Because I feel like mandatory is something that's, you know, it, it bends. But essential, it's dire. It's, it's very, it's very elementary and paramount that you find your purpose as soon as possible. Because when I found my purpose, bro, I hit the ground running. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Horsepower was revving. Engine was revving. I was ready to go. And I hit it. I found my purpose, and I had to. I had. I had to act on it. Now, whether it's, uh, you know, a big, you know, exponential um, launch point, or if it's just simply, you know, writing it down. Either way, you know, you're you're starting off on this journey, and you and you have an end goal now. You know what I'm saying? And you don't want to stop until you reach that end goal. But the whole reason I'm saying this is just because nobody's going to want you to get to that purpose unless it's like a significant other or one of your best friends. You know? And one of the things that me and Joey, you know, talk off cam about or off, off mic about all the time is just checking in, like, to see where his purpose is and where my purpose is. And, you know, just trying to get there. You know, it's, it's not really framed in that, that tone, but, you know, we're trying to make sure that, you know, we're not knocked off of our purpose at all at any point, whether it's women, whether it comes to, 
any distractions that get in the way of our purpose. We're making sure that nothing gets in the way of that. Yeah, bro. That's, that's all very true. But I do think that, I mean, if you if you don't know what your purpose is right now, bro, that's, that's completely okay. I so, yeah, 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 for sure. Sometimes I, I wonder if I actually know what my purpose is. Um, but I think one way that you can find it is just thinking about what what are you really passionate about are you are you on track to do something in your life that you are going to enjoy doing yeah and if you if you have a question about like how to find how to truly find it go back to the labyrinth uh, uh, episode I don't know do we have the labyrinth episode up I hope talking about the growth mindset uh, is that I, I believe it might be it might be the growth mindset episode where I talked about the five ways of finding your your, your purpose. Bruh. Uh, well, find, uh, I, I didn't say your purpose. I, what I said was how to find yourself. Yeah, nah, bro. The uh, growth mindset in our podcast history, it's like, it's like BC. But, but, but it's like BC, but in AD. But, but it's like that podcast is like some Egyptian great type shit. It's like it, it's it's some uh, it's a two hour it's, podcast for anybody who's wondering. It, it's it, it's some freaking pop. it's some freaking Alexander the Great type of stuff. Like it's it's a big part of BC. It's not no, it's, it's, it's not King Tut type. It, it's shit, some it's that podcast was was crazy, bruh. It's, it's like it's like Plato and Socrates, <laughs> bro. For real, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like it's it's really it is really honestly one of the most underrated podcasts, and it didn't do numbers like it should have. But if you really want to, you know, understand where our start point is, like honestly, like the we're gonna call this the growth mindset too. Shit, man. We're gonna call this the growth mindset too because. The growth mindset one was really like a, a launching point of just all our theories. I was, I was, that was honestly the breakdown of the labyrinth. Everything I learned from the labyrinth. Uh, it was very important to me that you know this labyrinth that I went through. Learned so much about music. Learned so much about myself. And learned so much about just the world. I found the beauty in the world because before I was just really, de- I won't say depressed. I guess I was depressed. I was depressed and couldn't find my way through. You know college and all that other bullshit that was going on in my life i know i said i was gonna stop cussing but you know i, I feel like I, I was really passionate about that but it's good bro like uh it, it's just it, it, i was really passionate about all the things that were going on in that episode and i was really really happy about it i was really happy about the you know the outcome um the outcome being that we finished it and everything that was talked about in there i was really passionate about it. um but yeah, just just trying to swing it into like a, you know more positive, uh, you know thing. Let's talk about things that are like um, coming soon. You talking about for yeah. for for us or yeah for us like uh, certain series that might be popping up soon. Well, we got a. Uh, I mean, you guys have seen Black Anthropology, uh, uh, less run numbers. Yeah. Well, well, 
first off, let me say Black Anthropology, you know, basically the the um this Yeah, let's talk about, let's talk about what what these series are cuz I don't feel like we explained them on on these series. I don't think we, exp- we should explain them further, but I feel like we should explain them now. Yeah, but I mean, basically Black Anthropology is the study of black people. You know, black black people why we do what we do black culture what i mean our last episode what is a sellout that's a that's a popular term in our community so you know talking about what what is that people don't people i feel like people just throw that word around without any valid without any valid reason it's just you know it's all based off emotion um it's not really a lot of logic in play but for for the series as a whole, black anthropology, you know, the study of black people, our community, um, our other series, our society, you know, our, our society, you know, um, our, our black society. Yeah, and then where where it's at today, and yeah. how can how can it improve from from where it's that's, at right now? That's the whole point of the anthropology, you know. Anthropology is a study of a society, culture, or just group of people. Um, and I feel like it was very important for us to start this Black Anthropology series so we can bring out guests that actually can contribute and give them, you know, more of a platform to talk about whether it comes to, honestly, like, uh, things that are like stigmas, uh, things that are holding us back, and, po- and positive solutions, you know. And give people more perspective on on our on the spectrum, you know. Uh, when I say spectrum, I mean like you know, because you know, blackness is not a monolith. I don't know how many times intellectuals have to say this, but it's not a monolith. One solution is not going to solve everything. It's not a linear equation. One plus one is not going to equal two. Yeah. At the end of the day. I mean, it's just crazy how we can just, like, people think social policy is going to fix our community. Like, like, you can have all the goddamn social policy in the world, all the damn laws to help us out, but it's not going to stop the implicit bias that is already against us. It's not going to stop us. an agenda. It's not going to stop an agenda. And honestly, a lot of the social, a lot of the laws that are given to us is kind of part of the agenda. But, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to get too, I want to get too much into that, you know. Do your own research, you know. Do your own research, read your own books. You feel me? We'll give you some if you want some, right? Um, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, on to the next one. All right, let me, let me, let me, let me give you guys my uh, take on this. Black anthropology is the study of black society as a whole. Um, you know, when people say the black community, I feel like that's it's very it's very monolithic, honestly, because you're making it seem like it's all one big neighborhood. But in honest, in, in all honesty, it's a, it's a society. It's because society has it's, it's multifaceted. You know, you have different branches of society. You know, you have. Uh, and, and there's multiple people that, you know, there's multiple people who identify with being black, and there's nothing wrong with that. The way that they identify might may be different, but the things that they go through on a day-to-day basis is honestly the same. 
and I feel like people people see a black person, you know, who might be more well off, and they say be like, uh, he ain't really black, you know. They mm. they they say shit like that. I mean, if his skin color is black. And he's black. He's black. <laughs> like, he's black. Like, like you, you can't, you can't act black. You know, you're, you're. If you're black, you're black. Like, you can act ratchet. Like, if, if somebody, you can act ghetto. Yes. Actually, you can't act ghetto. Even you can act ratchet though. Even somebody who has different beliefs than you, so someone who's like a hardcore conservative, like someone who is who is not aligned with with your political view at all. A Trump looking. They, they are still black. You cannot say that he is not acting black because he doesn't agree with the community as a whole. He is still black. You know, and you know what that's saying? Like, when a person, when you say that, you're not just like saying, you're not just like exiling them out the community. You're actually telling them, or you're telling the whole world that it's okay to tell a black person that they're not black. Which perpetuates cultural appropriation. Exactly. And 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 I know that's a very long, uh, you know, it's 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 out there. It's, it's very far pitched. But let me give you guys an example of this. When Joe Biden was running for president, oh my God. he had an interview with Charlemagne, and one of the things that really got to me was the fact that Joe Biden told Charlemagne, "You're not black." No, no, no. He didn't say that. He said, he said, if you're not voting for me, you ain't black. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he wasn't talking to, to him. He wasn't talking to him. He was talking to, he was talking about, he was talking about people who aren't voting. Exactly. But like, that's such a, that, that's such a, <laughs> how you gonna let a white person tell you you're not black? You letting a white bro, an old white man, an old white man who used to be racist, or I, I don't know if you guys can see, but I put the air quotes used to be, used to be racist, <laughs> um, used to be racist. Uh, tell you that you ain't black <laughs> because of who you're voting for. Who you gonna treat me? That's not that's that's the question. Who you gonna treat me like? You gonna treat me as if I'm black? Let me let me know. Let me know. If I walk up to your doorstep at ten o'clock at night, what are you finna say? You gonna call police, or you finna you know welcome me in with open arms? Honestly, I I wouldn't I wouldn't welcome anybody in at ten o'clock at night (laughs) to my house. Uh, So then that's that's uh, let me step back. Well, still, I mean, Michael, bro, I'm thinking about this like. Joe Biden said that, you know, if you ain't voting for me, you ain't black. And I mean, what what he said in from the perspective of a lot of the community was true. You know, no matter how many people got mad at it, he wasn't lying. If 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 you didn't vote for Joe Biden in this election, if you said you voted for Trump, you were going to get ostracized. People are going to be like, "What the Facts. what the hell is wrong with you? All oh, you're, you're you're freaking racist. Like you're you're a homophobe and shit like that. You know." So, I mean, like people can get mad all they want, but 
But what what Joe Biden said wasn't wasn't too far from from the truth. It, you just didn't want to, yeah. you don't want to hear it come from a white man's mouth. But that's so facts. You know, it's like like we all still voted for him. Like he didn't lose. He didn't lose. Yeah. He probably lost like probably he probably lost like one percent of votes from black people. I wouldn't even say. I wouldn't even say. Yeah, that. probably. I'm 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 giving him way too much. And he probably he, he he didn't lose. He didn't lose any. He didn't lose any votes from black people from saying that. He didn't lose yeah. one. You got the pass. Honestly, you guys, you, you niggas gave him the pass. And shit, bro, me and Michael voted for Joe Biden, too. You know, so... Honestly, yeah. So, it's not like... You voted for Kanye. So, oh, yeah. But, it's, you know, it's, it's, not like, it's not like we didn't, but I'm just saying. Like, we we still voted for him. Yeah. So, what is... But that also was before we, you know, understood how the things but I mean, even if we knew, if we even, even if we you know, did, we we, we would still yeah. vote for him, like just yes, just true. because of the person he was running against. Yeah. But it's you know it's it's definitely it's definitely crazy, bro. It's definitely definitely crazy. It's just like I better not hear no damn white person telling me that I'm not black because because yeah. I'm acting a certain way. <laughs> you know, like, like yeah, you don't you don't know what blackness is. You like. How you gonna how you gonna tell me? But um, dang, what were we even talking about? We was talking about our <laughs> we was talking about our series, our different series. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, you know, it's the spectrum. We're trying to give you guys a spectrum of different po- political ideologies. Uh, we were going to do a political uh, po- podcast series, but I feel like this is so closely connected that um, we don't need to do one. Uh, it's going to give you guys a political spectrum because since we are black, we would give you guys a, a black political spectrum um, and a black cultural perspective. Um, so you guys can have, you know, those. I know some of our supporters and some of the sages aren't black. So I want to give you guys, you know, something that you guys can appreciate instead of appropriate. You know, this way you can learn how to appreciate black culture instead of trying to appropriate it. Um, but let's get into the next one. Our next one is uh, for everybody, honestly. Let's run numbers. Yes, sir. Yee! On a punk rock. You know what I'm that saying? is that is inspired by Larry. Just want y'all to know that. <laughs> we was talking about that way earlier in the podcast. If you still here, we love you. Yeah, we love you so much. But uh, I mean, I'm excited for y'all to. Listen to our first episode of that series with uh, Zachary. If if you were there, if you were there on Instagram Live, you know we appreciate you there. That was a good one. There's a lot of people up in there, but the the second half of the podcast, the FaceTime part, that was even better. And I think that that was the key part. I think that was was honestly one of our best ones, and we haven't released it yet. But honestly, had probably the most game. Definitely a lot of game. Great game. A lot of game in there, bro. I can't wait for y'all to hear that. I need some fresh game. And I mean, that's what me and Michael are trying to do. We're trying to spread our knowledge. And honestly, me and Michael are ignorant in a lot of different subjects. That's why we bring people like Zachary on. Because he knows more about he knows more about finances than me and Michael do. This is this is something for every sage. I don't care how smart you think you are. T.I. said this. The smartest person in the room is usually the quietest. 
You want to know why? Because he's sitting back, gauging to see who knows what and what he can learn and what he can contribute to that conversation. So you see me interrupting all these people. I guess I am not the smartest person in the room. <laughs> but I do know when to shut up when I don't know anything. And I think that's says that's a testament to my character, honestly. I say that's a great skill because, to have. Yeah, because I will shut up in a heartbeat if I don't know anything. I mean, it's honestly a very underrated skill in our society today because people like to think, people like to act like they know everything when they don't. People are so opinionated. It's it's mind blowing. I mean, bro, you have an opinion about something you don't even know. About. I mean, bro, I, I, I'm a, I have very strong opinions, but. These opinions usually lie in things that I have a deep knowledge of. You know, I, yeah. I can I can argue with somebody about this. I know all your points, and I can and I can refute them with points of my own. Yeah. I think the problem yeah. lies is when you will argue something that you know nothing about, and, and you will argue passionately about it. I'm Michael. I didn't. I don't know if I said this to you, but one of the most harmful things in our society is passionate ignorance. <laughs> Please go into that one. Passionate ignorance. When you you know nothing about a topic, but you will argue with your emotion. You will argue wholeheartedly like you actually know what you're talking about. And this this happens a lot. This happens a lot. And this is how misinformation gets spread. Because you don't even know what you're so but you don't even know what you're talking about. But while 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 someone who knows what he's talking about or she's talking about while they know what they're talking about but they're more calm about it but the person they're arguing with is passionately ignorant so their words are getting heard more just because of their just because of their tone and how passionate they are and this is how this is how information this is how misinformation gets spread because usually people listen to the person who's more loud you know the person Facts. The person who's the loudest person in the room is probably the dumbest. I'm, I'm gonna keep it. Up. You know that's what people usually listen to, and this happens too much in our society. People are arguing things that they that they don't know nothing about. This is why I say passionate ignorance is is killing our society. Is also is damn near made facts obsolete. A lot of people don't even Ooh. care about facts anymore. People just care about their opinion. You can, you, they care about they, cause I feel like I ain't wanna get into this tonight, but I'm just gonna I'm gonna give you guys a snippet of this of this of this train of thought. Society has turned so feminine, and when I say that, like femininity is it roots within emotions. People get their emotions tied into a logical conversation, and that's mind blowing to me. You get hurt when you lose a debate instead of learning. You, this is a this is a true test. This this is an example. When you're not listening to respond, but you're but you're but you already have a response ready for whatever argument a person has. That's just that's that's showing your emotions. Like for instance, if I'm talking to this nigga Joey, right? talking to Joey I'm like hey bro like it's crazy how you know all these simps out here are uh, 
really just like destroying our community and they're destroying whatever you know whatever the red pill community is talking about and he says well they're not really but i'm like yes they are bro and i'm gonna tell you why and then he gives me a valid reason on why they're not and i already have and i'm already like nah 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 forget that bro this is why they are and i say the exact same point he's, he's trying to give me more perspective to think about but i'm not listening to that I'm putting my emotions into it. Now that's ignorance. Exactly. And I, I, honestly, and you get your feelings hurt that way. Yep. I mean, honestly, for me, I don't know. That's something I need to work on a little bit. There, are, there are some conversations that I am very passionate about, and I kind of, uh, I still use logic, but I think my emotions can get the best of me, and I. I don't, I, I might ignore the person's argument a little bit and focus on what I'm trying to say. Um, I don't think I do it often, but I do make the mistake of doing that because like I, like I said a few minutes ago, I do have strong opinions and yeah. I believe wholeheartedly in the things that I say. I've, I've put in the intellectual work to, to argue what I believe in effectively. So naturally, that comes with passion, you know. Once you merge the ideas that you have with yourself, it becomes a part of you, and emotions are naturally a part of humans. So I argue with my emo- I argue with emotions sometimes. So that's something that I could definitely work on a little bit. Thanks, thanks. You know, and there's nothing, and 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 when I said that there's, you know, society is turning to. It is is turned into such a feminine society. I'm not saying that's a bad thing per se. I'm just saying that it has become out of balance. Society is supposed to be a balanced place, a mixture of masculine energy and a, and a mix of feminine energy. But nowadays, you don't see that much masculine energy. Not true masculine energy. You see a lot of pseudo, but. <laughs> I conversation for another podcast. Um, yeah, back to what we we're saying about you know we were talking about the the series. We bring Zach on. Glad for that. Another series that we're doing. Hold on a second. Let me let me make sure I get the names of these series right because these are this is this is the I guess we're gonna announce most of our series this way. Um, this is like when I when I Disney announced all the new Star Wars shows. <laughs> and they had they had a little list of like all the ones coming out. <laughs> they announced announced all the Avengers, Marvel stuff. Thanks. But we have a series for you guys. I'm deleting the one that had the the episode zero because um, I'm going to redo that one myself and I don't think any number I don't think any numbers came up that but we have a series called natural spirituality that I am very very passionate about that series been in the vault for a minute we have probably about five episodes already that you guys have not heard um, I'm pretty I'm pretty excited for you guys to hear that because I feel like society has become very secular and with that loses religion stability morals and spirituality so i want you guys to just just listen to the root 
of having a spirit and what it means to be spiritually and spiritual. Um, and also, there's a lot of motivation in there um, to, you know, get you to meditate, think about yourself, think about the polaric values that you hold true. Um, but it's not too much polarity because that's in another series. But just to, you know, get you no, we about peace. No, we, we talked about polarity and spirituality. Yeah, yeah, no, we did. But I don't, I, it's, it's not too much, though. Oh, okay. It's not too much. It's not too much. Because that one is, that polarity series is going to be a lot of debating against men and women. And that series is going to be called Woman. Or not woman, it's women. Now, how we spell it is not just women, and we're not trying to get canceled or try to <laughs> um, try to argue with you know just argue just our points. What it is is as we said, we're trying to give you guys perspective perspective on a spectrum. So we'll give you guys a lot of. Uh, not misogynistic point of views but a lot of traditional views and we'll give you guys a lot of modern views and you know let you guys pick your own ideology out of this um, but honestly that's going to be about a lot of polarity you'll see you know I'll I'll try to like give you guys more perspective on what polarity really looks like um, in that series we'll be bringing on a lot of men We'll be bringing on a lot of women, but the way we spell it is W, capital W, lowercase O, capital M, lowercase E, N. You get it? Woman. Woman. You get it? <laughs> um, then Josiah has a series that he'll be starting up uh, soon called Sports, or I think it's going to be called Balling, or something like that. He hasn't really come up with a name yet. But, um, do you want to talk about that one? Um, yeah, it, that, that series is going to be a little more down the line. Yeah, it, ha- it's, it's, it hasn't really, hasn't really come to fruition. Neither has the anime one, but we'll, we'll get to those later on. But the last series that will be, or actually, no, it's two more. Um, um, Another series that we that will be that's in the works right now is a musicology where we'll be bringing on a lot of different or a lot of our artist friends, hopefully some local artists, you know, and some other artists, you know, just to give you guys a uh, just to put you guys on with some new music and also to talk mu- music theory and uh, or pop music theory and just to give you guys you know perspective, you know, and give you guys some fun episodes. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be really good. Uh, I think, I think you know everybody loves music. You know, I think our musicology is gonna be really good. You know, this is right up Michael's alley. You know, yeah. Speaking of that, you know, got an album coming out soon, The Labyrinth of Eden. <laughs> uh, drop date. You guys heard it here first on this episode. May twenty fifth. Oh shit. Bro, it's crazy. It was supposed to release hella long ago. It was supposed to release on 420, but it didn't. It didn't bro, because... even even before that. Yeah, sure. It was supposed to release uh, January 3rd. Yeah, January 3rd. 
That's crazy. I delayed it. I delayed it. I didn't feel like it was ready, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, but I'll talk about that on that podcast yeah. or that interview I'll be doing with Reg. Okay. Oop. Didn't mean to say that. Doesn't matter. <laughs> like you're funny. <laughs> but, uh, nah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a good series. Um, you know, we got a lot of people, a few people who know a lot about music, and they got a lot of stuff to say. So yeah. I think, well, me personally, I don't. I don't know as much about music and say like the history and stuff like that. So I think. Ah, bro, you're being modest, bro. You're being modest. You know a lot about music. Nah, I mean. You're being very modest. I mean. You don't know about the production of music, but you. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, like when I say that, I mean in comparison to people like you and the people that we're going to bring on, I feel like that would be a good chance for me. To learn, you know, it'd be a good chance for, for me yeah. to learn uh, new things that I didn't know before. So, I think the podcast is all about learning. I think me and Michael, you know, when we bring different guests on, we're learning a lot. Yeah, we are. We learn a lot, honestly. We learn a lot from you guys as well, you know. And when we start the YouTube, I want you guys to really just tell us how you feel about the episode. Argue with us. Debate with us in the comment section. Because, honestly... We love to see, you know, competitive, or not necessarily competitive, but intellectual conversations. I'm dang near a, sa- I'm dang near a, how do you say it? A, a, sab- a sabio, a, I think it's called a sabiosexual. What does that mean? You know, I like, I like, I like intellectual conversations. That's what that means? On by yeah. Nigga, then I'm a goddamn, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a super sabiosexual. <laughs> I'm a Savios. I'm a nympho sexual. <laughs> All right, bro. All right. All right, nigga. You took it too far. <laughs> um, but um yeah. We like learning. The last the last one that we that we have planned for you guys, we've been talking about it a lot lately. But the first one uh the first one of these series of this series is going to be called Revolutionary's anniversary. It's gonna be dropping on June first because that is the same day that we led a protest. Uh, honestly, I think I think that might have been a historic protest, bro. It definitely was. I, it was. It was. It was a huge protest. But the leaders of that protest will all be on the same podcast talking about our own, all of our ideologies, debating our ideologies, and just talking about, you know things that we all have in common our childhood you know where where the you know where the protest came from why we did it and all that other stuff but more more so uh just talking about the brotherhood that we have um and that will be the start of the family talks which is going to be our group podcast series where we'll be bringing on friend groups that we know and friend groups that we also don't know uh just to have conversations uh, with them and just talk about you know what makes them so close and what they you know you know just talk about things that you know people don't normally talk about but yeah that that those are all of our uh, these are all of our podcast series that will be coming out all this to be said not every episode we have will be a part of a podcast series we will have regular episodes. We will have, you know, special guests, you know, that won't be a part of these episodes. But um, 
Yeah. I mean, honestly, we'll even have we'll have short episodes too. You know, like with twenty minute episodes. Oh, yeah. Talking about whatever. Twenty minute, like, fifteen minute episodes that you guys can just catch on the run. Catch on the run, yes sir. Some slight. I know you hear this is. I know you hear this song. Bro, you know, bro. You, you know, bro. Fuck with you niggas talking about you got a pipe. Rap, Rap don't, don't work, work. push, push bass like the eighties. She cooking, she clean, and her head is amazing. Cookies in the wood got me looking like an Asian. Four got me beating up. Hey, hey, Mike, I'm curious. Do you like you like this version better or the P vitamin C? I like, I like this version better. Like, for real? Yeah. Bro, I like the P vitamin C better, bro. Like, like that's... Wait, you're talking about, wait, you're talking about the deluxe? Yeah, you're talking about the yeah. Deluxe. I think that, uh... I, I like, I like, I, I think I do like the P vitamin C version Like, bro, the P vitamin C is damn near the player's anthem. Like, like, you play that song in the drop top cruising bro like <laughs> it's really epic bro it's almost as epic as our theme song oh god but we're getting to the end and the last song of the night is going to be called Love Jones Brought to you by Cooking Soul and Larry June. Happy belated birthday, Uncle Larry. <laughs> Even though this is probably the third time we've done shouted you out. I think we've done shouted you out for a couple episodes now. <laughs> um, but it's just showing y'all, you know, we really finna bay. We go crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On a punk rock. On a punk rock, yee <laughs> Good job, man. Good job, man. Good job, Black Lotus. Wow. But hey, y'all. It's the end of the episode. Thank you guys so much. If you guys stayed this long, I love you guys so much to the bottom of my heart. Yeah. Text me, snap me, DM me. And let me know what you thought about this episode. Wait, bro, Mike, I hope all this stuff recorded for me, bro. <laughs> Why you say that? I mean, this is my first time on here. I, I see it. Is I, it still red? Yeah, it's red. It's still it's red? red. Okay, it's still recording. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's still it's very red. But I, bro, I, this stuff all deleted, bro. I, oh, my God. I, bro, this whole episode would be trash. <laughs> Like, I would just be me and Larry June just in the background. That's it. Yes, bro. <laughs> it just be times on this podcast where nobody's talking except for just the music playing. That's, that's, that's really true. But all right, y'all. I'm going to talk to y'all later. And as we always say, as, as long as you show love, we'll stay consistent. Very consistent. Very healthy and very organic. One love. Blow.